Hi, this is A Couple of Thespians. I'm Katie. And this is Elaine. And we're going to dish the tea. We're here with our friend Becky Adams, and we are going to be talking about all things costumes, makeup, and cosplay. Hi, Becky. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored. <laughs> we You're are our honored first guest. I know. Thanks, guys. You like me. You really like me. We've always liked you. Aww. So, Becky has um, been with some theater companies since our both of our debuts with Puffs. Uh, she also games with the um, D&D at STC, um, some adventuring party. And, yeah, so tell us about... Um, oh, tell us about what you're drinking for oh, tea. yes. I have a wonderful vanilla chai. Mm. It's lovely that and robust. Lovely. I'm drinking um, the Bangle Spice, which is a cinnamon tea. Celestial Seasonings, the most vanilla of the teas. I'm drinking boring black tea. Hey, someone has to drink the boring black tea. It's true. So, um, how did you get into costume design and makeup? So, I have been an actress my entire life. But it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I just had to wait for a part to get cast in something in order to play with costumes and makeup and all of that. And then in 2005, I was living out in California and I went to San Diego Comic-Con for my first time. And I saw all these people who didn't have to audition to be their favorite characters, walking around, looking like them, acting like them. And I said, all right, yeah, that's that's my game. So you didn't know anything about cosplay up until that point? I had never heard of it before. I wasn't wow. I, I was a geek, but I wasn't in a geek community, so I really didn't have any access to anything outside of, and this was early days too, I mean, cosplay wasn't really a huge thing back then, like it is now. It's really blossomed into um, its own culture. Yeah. Uh, it's huge, like you can cosplay for movies, you can cosplay for video games, comic books, books, books. Um, <laughs> so you went to this con, yeah. did yeah. you go running home to make your first costume? Uh, not initially. So I, I went to this con and I found a comic book that at this convention that I just fell in love with. And it was Emma Frost, who is a Marvel character. She's a bad, a bad character, but it was her origin story. Bad. Um, and I just, I freaking loved her character. <laughs> I thought she was amazing. She's pretty. She I've never heard pretty. of her. She's drop lame dead gorgeous. Well, no, you're not lame. Um, she is drop dead gorgeous. Her, she can turn her skin into diamonds. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and she's kind of with um, Cyclops for a while in there. The one. With so, she, but she's never been in any movie. She or they haven't has. featured. Well, which movie? Oh. She was in X. Which one? I don't know. X. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, so bad. They've yeah, never oh, done the third her, one. They've never done her right. Well, they, no. Well, because I think that if it was the third one, which I haven't, I've seen it, but it's been ages. Yeah, ages. And she may have been in. That. I may have to go home and Google her. She's yeah. Yeah. So so one of the things, too, is I, I had all, I had struggled with my weight my entire life. And at this point in my life, I was the smallest I'd ever been. And so I saw this character. I saw what she was wearing, which was absolutely basically nothing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. I don't know why I chose her. It was she I spoke loved to her. You. She spoke to me. And I'm like, I'm going to walk around in my skivvies at the 2006 San Diego Comic-Con. And I did. Well, I think part of uh, her appeal is that she is invulnerable mm -hmm. when she is using her superpower. There's something really powerful about that. So, so what was her cosplay costume? So the costume was a white corset, uh, a thong, a white thong, uh, knee-high white boots, elbow-length white gloves, and a cape. And I, wow. I was blonde. Woo! Yeah, yeah. And I was blonde at that point. So I didn't, 
do the the wig or anything like that and i went and i got a lot of attention and i'm like okay liking this this is fun and then subsequently after that i redid her costume five or six times different uh, variations of emma I joined a bunch of cosplay groups, um, Sexy Disney Princesses, I was Tinkerbell. What rating is this? It can be anything you like. Okay. It's internet rating. <laughs> yeah. We called her Tinker Tits. Um, <laughs> because that was mainly what was showing. And um, did a bunch of group cosplays with the Avenger Bunnies, the Playboy Bunnies. and. We got a lot of, it was fun. It was just fun. It was, you know, with a group of friends all kind of working together to come up with our ideas and our costumes. Um, and I ended up being on a television show for cosplay through people I know with a bunch of friends called Heroes of Cosplay. I saw you on that. You did. I did. The first time we met. So the first time I met you, I have to tell you that I was like fangirling. I was like, oh my God, it's Becky from Heroes of Cosplay. Oh, that's nice. I did a fangirl. It was in uh, Build-A-Bear, mm -hmm. of all places. Yeah, that's oh, where that I found her. When I first moved back here, that was my first job in, in Maine, back in Maine. I was working at Build-A-Bear. <laughs> but I totally fangirl. I had a fangirl moment. Well, um, it's it's just it's a complete collision of worlds. That's amazing. I came across that program just by accident. So I was a Doctor Who kind mm. of fan, and uh, Jerry and I watched a lot of sci-fi sci-fi movies. And I happened to come across Heroes of Cosplay. Nice. And I watched it religiously. So uh, fascinating. So no, <laughs> that show got so much hate. Oh, I thought it was. So I thought hate. it was great. I mean, you know, it was inspiring. Or, I mean, these are works of art to me. I really believe that cosplay, it, it transcends just costumes. I mean, it is art because, you know, you're replicating something that isn't sometimes always fleshed out oh, yeah. on, you know, a comic book or whatever. I mean, I've seen some beautiful things. What's it like putting your own spin on, on the art? It, it's challenging. It's challenging putting your own spin. It's also challenging trying to get it exactly right. Which, uh, as a cosplayer, that's one of the things that I like to do, is I'm a perfectionist. So when I'm making a costume, it's like, okay, I need to see every angle. I need to see what kind of stitching did they use on that? Um, what was the wood that they used for that specific thing? And, you know, similar to what you were saying, Elaine, when, when you're looking at cosplay, you're not just looking at a seamstress. You're not just looking at a prop maker. You're looking at somebody who's literally done a, a multiple mm -hmm. different jobs at once. There are very few hobbies that can claim that, that like, you know, you have to be a seamstress, you have to be a jeweler, you have to be a cobbler, for heaven's sakes. You know, it's crazy. And we also have to keep in mind, like, the original vision that are in the fans' heads, too. And that's that's a lot to juggle and have in the air at the same time. Does it ever happen? Like, people get mad that you haven't done something correct? Do you ever um, see that happen? I, I, you get a lot of kind of, like, comments on the interwebs. Nobody, almost nobody ever says anything uh, to your face or, internet. you know, or walk away. Uh... I've got size comments in the past, which is a terrible thing, and nobody should ever do that. That's super rude. Um, everybody should be able to cosplay mm -hmm. and whatever they want at any size. I've gotten those comments sometimes, like you're you don't look like that person. But aside from that, I haven't gotten anything where it was like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that, or that's the wrong fabric, or any. But I think that's partially just I'm a I'm such a perfectionist. When, when I did my Merida costume, it was before Merida. It was before Brave even came out. It was they had just done a trailer, I think, and oh, I ended cool. up somehow getting in touch with one of the animators. And so, um, in our conversations, I found it exactly what kind of fabric 
that the animators were working with for oh, each wow. one, each wow. part of that. And so my Merida costume, that it, it was literally exactly what the fabrics would have been. Oh, cool! For the character, so that's really cool. It makes it fun. I that's do like Merida. I don't think actually my boys have seen Brave. Really? I'm gonna have to rectify this. Oh, we see. So my kids liked it because it has the little triplet bears mm -hmm. in there. Aww. <laughs> that's true. That's like the movie for them. Spoke to me a little bit. <laughs> I just introduced uh, Ferris to Haunted Mansion. Ooh. And he watched about half the of it. Yeah, the movie. Oh. And then he watched about half of it and left. Such a terrible movie. <laughs> Maybe that's why he left. Probably the worst <laughs> Disney movie of all time. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's Eddie Murphy. He, yeah, um, I mean, like, I, it's it's fun-ish. But I was like, have you seen this? And he said no. And he sat there. And then I was like, this is cool. You know, he looks so cute. Sat there on the couch with the dog. And the next thing I know, no, he's back gaming again. <laughs> I digress. What's uh, what's your least favorite character that you've cosplayed? Uh, <laughs> so my least favorite costume I've ever done was supposed to be one of the best, and it was Chernabog um, from Night on Bald Mountain from Fantasia. Oh, so that big demon yeah, guy yeah, yeah. at the top of the mountain. So we were doing another kind of like um, crossplay. So you're uh, one gender playing another gender. Okay. Um, and so I was doing a cosplay version where I was I had this like really cool corset and like these big fangs and horns and everything else. But I decided to get clever. And I decided to wear stilts. That means Becky had to practice in stilts. <laughs> that means Becky had to practice by herself in stilts because Becky's husband was like, no, you chose to do that. So you need to get up on your, your get off your butt and do it. And it's terrifying. Yeah, no, I can't do stilts. I've never been able to do stilts. Terrifying. So I uh, scenic painted for uh, Lakewood Theater, which is one of the oldest theaters mm. in Maine, actually, one summer. It was how I got the money to start some theater company. Mm. And they built these huge high sets. And I'm terrified of heights. And they'd be like, here's the stilts. Get on them and paint at the top. And I'm just like, no, I can't. Even being a couple of feet, I can't even stand on a chair because I'm so scared of heights. So I feel you on that one. Did you learn to walk the stilts? Uh, enough. I, luckily, I had my husband with me. Zach's a trooper, and uh, he walked around anytime I needed. To, when I got to a place, I was fine. So I was probably about nine feet tall, all, all you know, at the end of the day. Once I could stand there, I was fine. But when I had to walk, I was uh, Zach. Uh, where's my husband? Oh, wait. <laughs> like he had to like hold. <laughs> Is my there hand. a lot of walking in cosplay? I mean, do you walk around like an arena? Or? It depends. I we typically like it's it, it the big costume or the cosplay events. We don't move very much just because you get stuck. People cosplay and go just to enjoy the convention. Others cosplay and go to take photos or to go and get photo shoots and things like that. Everybody cosplays for different reasons. In my groups, typically we would go and find a spot and stand. And people would just in hordes come and take photos. And, and a lot of the cosplayers that I know, that's sort of where, where they, they go. They go out in the lobby and just find a spot and, and pose. Cool. That sounds awesome. So how does this translate as we're getting into like Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas decorations and um, just around the house as well as maybe D&D &D props that I've seen you guys make as well? So I lucked out. I lucked out big time. So my husband is just as insane as I am when it comes to collecting and creating and things like that. And I think that uh, we pull that out of one another. We have, in our house, we have a deal. 
So from September 1st through October 31st, that's Halloween. And we decorate everything Halloween. Now granted, our, our kitchen is Haunted Mansion themed, so all the time it's kind of Halloween there. But then November 1st through whenever I want to take the Christmas tree down, that's Christmas. <laughs> and typically the tree stays up until April, May-ish when I want to go out to the front door and go out on the, the deck. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. So I will say that um, Becky, for me, in some theater company, has been a lifesaver. So I know that I can give her a project and that it comes back probably better than I can imagine it. So um, I just gave her a project for Women in Black and... Uh, she came back with beautiful items. So that's always really exciting for me to have somebody around that I can rely on to make, you know, weird things that we need. I mean, like the uh, beautiful journal that Hugh Crane had written. I say beautiful. I mean, he was, a, he was a creepy man. If you missed Hill House, uh, he wrote this <laughs> creepy journal for his uh, daughters. So Becky made it, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was a work of art. So that for me is, you know, a godsend that I have somebody that can make these, you know, intricate, weird items that we need. It's got to be challenging to um, be able to take something that's basically really cerebral, like a vision or a dream that you guys have, and then take that and apply it to reality. Mm. Um, that process has got to be, and especially when it's from your brain to Becky's brain, um, that, or, or vice versa, um, how does that process work? I, th I can only think of one instance where there was a disconnect, and that was with Hugh Crane's journal, mm -hmm. and she had come with something that was actually Victorian and traditional, but in my brain, it was kind of older and creepier, and so it was actually very easy to communicate that, and she, you know, pivoted, you know, 360 and was able to, like, come up with something fantastic, you know, which segues to our spring show, mm -hmm. which we haven't talked about, She Kills Monsters. Mm -hmm. I would not have, you know, this was something Thing that we had talked about uh, actually Shane Bither and I had talked about it maybe two years ago this show and then Becky and I had talked about this show right after Puffs because it was something that you know was on her mind but I would not have even decided that I would tackle it without knowing that I had Becky because you know it's all cosplay -y costumes and weapons and you know dungeons and dragons yep and it helps that i already have a giant axe and a bow and arrow and like i have an amazing staff i have like these things that are in the script i'm like oh i already have those cool i know i mess <laughs> i messaged her and i said you know i don't know if we can do this becky i'm kind of you know scared and intimidated by all these weapons and then she sent me all these pictures in a row of her holding all these like cool weapons i was like cool done deal we'll do it <laughs> Got you. Yeah. I got, I got you. you, boo. <laughs> I got you, boo. Oh, well, that's exciting. Um, so I lost my train of thought, baby. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I have one. All so right. um, if you were to cosplay now, what character would you pick? Now is tough. Now my end all be all that like I keep thinking in my head like, oh, one day, one day is, oh, should I say this? I don't even know. I don't think I've ever said this publicly. To be honest with you. That's okay. So only us three dishing Yeah, I'm not in the cosplay scene anymore. Okay, so my end-all be-all is D.Va from The Fifth Element. <gasps> that is like... Is that the girl with the, the blue? The blue. Okay, the blue. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that has always been my end-all be-all. Like, I wanted to do that, like, screen accurate, because there's nobody who's done that screen accurate. 
And as a cosplayer, my type of cosplay, I look and I see, has anybody already done this perfectly? Because if so, I don't want to jump on their spotlight. Like, that's already been done perfectly. There's no point in me spending my time and money to do it. Diva is one of those. And I'm just like, I've never seen it done. Has anyone attempted her and not? it's not been that great? There's a lot of cloth divas out there. So they'll make the dress out of satin or something like that. But it's rubber. It's latex and rubber. And so... It would be that. That would be. I super have a fun impressive. fact. Yes. I once owned a rubber skirt, a mini skirt, a rubber mini skirt. So now the fun fact is, I never wore it. So my best girlfriend at the time, she would wear it, and she said it was terrible because sweat would just run down <laughs> her legs yeah. the whole entire time. That's my fun fact about a rubber skirt. Did she have to use powder to get it on? She did. Yeah. So it was this black tight mini skirt, and she had a, a big booty. Um, which I don't, it's as flat as a pancake. So I would never have done this rubber skirt justice. So she used to wear it and get quite looks. It, we used to go to Barnaby's for girls, <laughs> for ladies night. The so, Barnaby's. So Jerry would babysit all the children and she and I would go out to the barnyard and she would wear the rubber mini skirt. That's amazing. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. So I just dished the tea right there. Mm. <sighs> That's so what, what other character? Would you choose? Oh, I'm in this weird spot right now where, to be honest with you, after I did the show, I got so burnt out of doing cosplay. Like, when I was done with the show, right when that show aired, I moved to Maine. So I was so far removed from that whole cosplay scene. And so all of the negative that we got from the show kind of didn't really touch me much because I was so far away. Um, but doing that show and having to have all of these costumes at specific times for specific events and going and competing and all of that just like it made it too much a job for me and so I didn't really cosplay anything new for three years um, and I did sadness from Aww. inside out and I just recently put together um, Laura Lightfoot from Onward which is the Disney movie mm -hmm. yep. that's a lovely movie that's a, great that's movie. a very nice movie it's fun and I love the mom in that because she's so strong um, but, I, but I'm struggling with my weight right now, and I, as a cosplayer, have a really hard time with that. So I've kind of put cosplay on the side because I guess there's nothing that I, the inside of me and my brain is saying, oh, I want to be that, that, and that. But the outside of me is like, yeah, no. Like, it just, for me personally, doesn't work. So I'm on hold with cosplay right now, but I will definitely get back to it at some point. In the meantime, I'm making things like props and D&D &D things. This is true. I'm really excited about the D&D props, and um, what are some of your favorite things to make? I know you've gotten into some mini painting, so how has that journey been? So this whole, like, D&D thing is completely new to me. Um, She's one of my noobs. Yes, I'd never done it prior to my wonderful DM, GM. What, uh, DM is Dungeon Master. It is trademarked by Dungeons & Dragons, I believe. GM is Game Master, which is a much more general purpose they say Dungeon the Master in She Kills Monsters, by the way. I don't think there's anything specifically that people will ping you for. And again, we're not making any money, so there's no money for them to take. And we're not selling anything. True. This is true. True. Yeah. But yes, Katie is my first. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Crazy times. Um, I had always kind of seen it as like the dorkiest of dorky things. And for some reason in my head... It's not wrong. It was like beyond... 
my like I play video games. I'm a huge WoW player. I'm a huge MMO player. I know all of this stuff. But I was like, oh, I don't know. Like sitting down and talking. Like, did it kind of fall in the category of like LARPing? Mm-hmm. Because people say, you know, LARPing. So for my sins, I used to own a house on Second Street. Um, which beautiful houses on Second Street, but I digress. But Second Street Park used to be used for LARPing. So I used to be able to look out my living room window and see these people LARPing. And it kind of has that negative connotation, which is sad. So I think for me, Dungeons and Dragons was uh, associated to, didn't they play it in E.T.? Yes. They played it in E.T. So that's about the only thing that I kind of, you know, know about that. And um, it's it's one of those things. That it had um, like a lot of the pulp comics of the time. Uh, a certain segment of the population kind of took issue with some of the adult themes and um, some of the content, uh, and they came out and said it was demonic and um, things like that. Whereas really, it's just mostly math um, and using your creativity and imagination to pretend that you're having an adventure. It is. It's make-believe. It's, it's, it's make-believe with, with rules and structure in place yeah. so that everyone can have, theoretically, a good time. Um, I love that you do it with your husband. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. I think that's really, you know, very neat. We actually have two sets of married peoples. Yes. So I think that's a neat thing to share something with your other half and be excited about that and be able to go home and be like oh that was so cool tonight when we did xyz and let's go paint some minis yeah Mm -hmm. that's really nice and like my husband also plays he's but with the kids at this point we're not at the point where we can all play together you'll have to zoom in yes but we do actually we're having our own um family campaigns and um sometimes small paul which is my son versus tall paul which is my husband (laughs) um is running one nice so that's fun too. start them early gotta start them early and uh and he's loving it he's dressing up as a pit fiend for halloween oh <laughs> what are you gonna be for halloween oh wait you're busy i don't do halloween i've i you don't? I don't as a honestly as a cosplayer it was so many years of like making costumes to go and do things and putting all this money into it that halloween came around and i'm like i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> like, i'll leave that up to everybody else to costume and then you get the friends who are like oh hey I really want to be Tinkerbell. Can I borrow your Tinkerbell costume? <laughs> it's like, there's a difference between Halloween and cosplay. So managing costumes. Spirit Halloween, I think I must own, oh gosh, probably 30 odd, if not more costumes that are all up in my attic because I was probably a size four or five when I worked there. And now I probably couldn't fit a thigh into most of them. But one day, I think my favorite one was um what's the dude with the hockey mask michael myers michael myers so this no, is it michael myers is it michael? it's jason jason okay. so i have this jason costume so it's like the hockey but it's like sexy <laughs> but the bag it had like a bag that went with it you know and it was the face his <laughs> hockey mask face that's probably my favorite that's awesome that's my favorite one that I did. My dad actually helped me with this. This was back when I lived in New Hampshire, so we're talking, you know, ancient history. He rigged up a thing where I had um, shoulder pads and a helmet, which then had um, stuff coming up the top, which he had rigged to a light switch. So I had glowing eyes covered by screen all the way down, so you couldn't see me, and you couldn't actually see the face. I looked like a wraith from The Lord of the Rings, and this is way before that movie came out, but with two glowing eyes that I could blink. Oh, that's so with cool. With a switch, and I won, I think, two costume contests with that rigmarole, because I had a big, long cloak on over that. So You know, thinking about winning contests, I think 
Logan won a contest in Applebee's in Maryland when he was a kid and he won a bike. No, I don't remember what he was dressed as now. Maybe a skeleton, I think it was. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, um, I think we should wrap it up. I want to thank Becky Adams for coming to be our first guest. So Becky is going to be a regular on our podcast. She's going to be our cosplay props and puppets. We haven't even (gasps) gone into puppets yet. We didn't even get into puppets. So she's going to be our cosplay prop and puppet maven. So we're going to have mavens and boffins. So she's going to be our maven and come on regularly and talk about all things. So people can send in questions if they have questions. Yes, if you have cosplay questions, if you have makeup questions, if you have puppet questions. I have so many puppet questions. (laughs) Maybe I'll bring one of my my friends next time. Yeah. That's exciting. (laughs) That's exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for coming. This has been a couple of thespians. See you next week.